Yet again, Kevin, I completely missed where I was going with the sentence. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let Kevin take the reins real quick. Thank you, Kevin. James okay. need James need break. <laughs> brain tired. James brain fan going out. <laughs> <laughs> James brain fan gone. Head heating up. Oh. <laughs> Self-destruct imminent. Okay, so looky here. This is what mm. we're doing. Okay. We're going to be going through end credit songs that we like. I hardly, it, well, me personally, hardly ever think of songs that play at the end of movies. So this was pretty interesting for me going back, thinking of some of my favorite movies, and then actually paying attention to what song plays at the credits, right? Because in theaters, once those credits, I don't know about you, but once those credits hit, I'm out. Mm. I'm trying to get to my car and go home. I'm not sticking around to hear any songs playing. <laughs> okay, okay. So, with that being said, here are some great songs from the end credits of movies. Got it. And we particularly wanted to steer we particularly wanted to steer away from in credit songs that were merely riding on the coattails of great soundtracks. So we weren't going to do something like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings where it's like, oh man, this in credit song is so good. It's like, well, yeah, but the whole soundtrack <laughs> is amazing. So you can't really say like the in credit song is exceptional in any way uh, other than, well, the entire soundtrack is amazing. So it's a very particular use case. Um, yes. so, which made it extremely difficult. I thought I would have at least <laughs> 10 songs in this playlist and I barely have five. Yeah, um, I have five too. So, uh, and I think we even have one that's shared. <laughs> yeah, most certainly. <laughs> but that's okay. That's great. Um, yeah. so I will kick off the list if that is okay with you, Kevin. Yep. And I will start with, well... I just can't wait to see what you think of this song, but this is a song that played at the end of Walt Disney's Alice in Wonderland, the new, or I should say relatively new remake live action with Johnny Depp. Whoa. Okay. For some reason, this song has always just stuck in my head and I just have such strong emotions with this song. And for whatever reason, middle school me just thought this was the best song ever. What did middle school you think of the actual movie? I liked it. I okay. Yeah, I did like it. I can't say that I would like it now. I would probably have to watch it again. My gut instinct is that I would not like this movie if I saw it today. <laughs> uh We'll see. Uh, I do remember a scene in this movie where Johnny Depp does this really strange dance called the Flutter Wagon or something like that. Yes, yes, I remember. <laughs> and I went to watch it again on YouTube yesterday because it just it came up when I searched this song. And it was the most awkward scene I have sat through in a long time. And I scrolled in the comments and literally someone commented exactly that. And they were like, well, this is probably the most awkward 15 seconds I've ever had in theaters. <laughs> and 
man, I might have to agree. It just felt so weird. It just, I just, yeah, it just felt awkward. Like you weren't supposed to be there or like you were at a little kid's, uh, um, like recital and they're not that good. And you're just, you're just supposed to be there for some reason. No one's even really enjoying it. It's just kind of like, well, mm, this is how I'm spending my time, huh? Well, that's how it felt. But anyways, long tangent, first song of the, of the podcast. Here we go. Let's do it. specifically seeing this movie in IMAX and for whatever reason this song just spoke to me as a little middle schooler (laughs) and we even literally left the theater and downloaded this song on iTunes as we left no way yes really and blasted it the whole way home hold on now what do you think of the song now I still like it you do? I do. I still like it. And this was before I knew who Avril Lavigne really was. So I didn't know that she was popular for Skater Boy and all of her other tunes. Like, oh, I just. Yeah. So that whole pop, like, that whole pop punk genre was totally lost on little middle school me. I had no idea I who Avril not, Lavigne was. I did not. I did not know this was sung by Avril Lavigne. But mm-hmm. now that you say the name, I. I instantly hear it now. Yeah. She has a very distinct voice. Yes. And that's really, that's pretty much the end of the song. Thoughts? The thing is, <laughs> I'm not a huge Avril Lavigne fan anyway. Mm-hmm. So, it's just not my cup of tea. And neither was the movie. <laughs> I do not like Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> understandable just too weird or what turned you off to it yeah it's like a nightmare everything about it like uh, the red queen the talking cat uh the mad hatter just uh i hate it (laughs) yeah i honestly don't know if i could say that i would enjoy it watching it now but i just remember liking the darker tones of the movie and yet it was still colorful it just i liked the art direction on it but yeah the story is nothing special the acting is nothing special i mean the whole movie is really just novelty everything novelty i've never read the book 
Uh, yeah, neither have I. And I don't know anybody that would even say the original Alice in Wonderland uh, movie is their favorite Disney movie, except for animated? one person. Yes, <laughs> they yeah. animated. I know one person that thinks that that movie, or has at least that as their favorite movie, and that's Daniel Sigler. I don't know if you even have met Daniel Sigler, but maybe he... he loves this movie the animated one at least he he is the son of the pastor of harvest church one of the okay. sons i should say anyways um no one's gonna know who that is so whatever who cares our podcast two people are listening anyway um <laughs> yeah all right well there's my pick uh i'm ready okay. to see what you got pulled up Okay, well, my next song, I can't explain, this isn't nostalgia or anything like that, I don't know, I've never went in depth to what the lyrics mean or anything like that, I just like the song, and I love the movie, Okay, um, it's from Leon the Professional, Okay, if, if you've seen that. This movie is on my watch list. It's very good. I'm extremely excited to see it. It's been on my watch list for a long time. We should watch it. I'm down. Yeah. It's it's great. It's a great movie. Doesn't it have song- Natalie Portman in it? It does a young Natalie Portman. When she's and- like 13 years old or something? Yeah, very. I don't know exactly how old, but yeah, she's very young. That's crazy. And it's got Gary Oldman and John Reno. No way. Okay, I'm definitely yeah. watching this movie soon. It's a really good movie. And the song at the end, like I said, I don't know why I like it, but I just thought it it was a great ending to the movie. So, here it is, Shape of My Heart by Sting. I wish I could. I wish I could say exactly why. I I like the guitar. His voice is good. But there's just something about it to me that makes it really good. Yeah, I'm and right there with you. Yeah, maybe it's the movie as well that helps me remember this song very well. Which may entirely be the case. Maybe. I mean, being that I haven't seen the movie, I can't say. 
but judging just off of the song, I'm I'm adding that to my Spotify right now. Like I no love No way, really? That. Yes. Really? I love nice. that. Like there's something I don't know why. I'm right there with you. There's something to that. The production on the guitar, like the sound yeah. is really yeah. clean. Um, but it's not it's not forward. It doesn't dominate the song, but mm-hmm. it kind of is the backbone of the song. For sure. And I thought the vocals are um, just smooth. The vocals are very smooth. Man, there's something on that song. I love it. Right? And a little uh, fact is that I don't I don't listen to hip-hop, like, at all. Yes. But sometimes, listen to the radio, hear a few songs. Mm-hmm. There's a song called Lucid Dreams that covers, that samples this song. I'm sorry. Oh. And, I don't know, I was just driving in the car one day and I heard that song. I was like, whoa, wait. I, I know this. I know this guitar. And sure enough, sampled that. Lucid Dreams? Should we should we at yeah. least look that one up? Sure. Because it sounds super familiar. I think when I hear it, I'm going to recognize it. played on i mean it was played on the radio for weeks yeah i i think so it's kind of embarrassing chances are you heard it yeah it's embarrassing that i don't recognize it right away but it sounds extremely familiar i still see your shadows in my room oh i hate this song (laughs) but the guitar you can hear it yeah 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 the song yeah song is absolute garbage bull just crap like dumpster fire i can't stand yeah. it but the electric guitar mm, that is incredible i love that song not juice world that's trash right <laughs> yeah <laughs> sting Rest in peace but oh my gosh i didn't know he was dead yeah oh that's sad well from that depressing note. <laughs> Didn't mean to take it there. Whoops. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, try to transition as smoothly. You know as what I Speaking of songs, let's move on to my <laughs> second song which is probably Man, might be my favorite song on this entire list. And if it's not my favorite song, it is the song that inspired the idea of this episode. Okay, this is Can't Take It In by Imogen Heap, which plays at the end of the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe.
I was just gonna say, as a kid, I watched this movie probably a solid maybe ten plus times. Wow. And I do not remember this song. No way! Again, I rarely listen to the songs at the credits, right? I just turn off the movie. I'm done. So, I'm not shocked that I don't remember. But, I I can't believe once I... I can't believe you didn't even catch just a little bit of this song. Yeah, no, no, no. This is totally unfamiliar to me. This song is pure magic, pure magic to me. I remember leaving the theater and just feeling totally, like, spiritually, like, a buzz. <laughs> like, it was just so magical. It was one of the perfect endings to me to this movie. It just wraps up everything. And it really is like, I just can't take it in. Like, imagine being in a world where you can do all of this and all these animals are talking and there's knights and witches and uh, just there's this massive plot and this epic war to fight. Oh, as a kid, it just totally stole my imagination. And I still love Song and Imogen Heap. I think she's a very unique artist. Has she put out anything else? Uh, I would say her most famous song is, ooh, Hide and Seek is her most popular song. It's pretty much entirely vocals, and it's just layered on top of one another. Uh, it's extremely good. Uh, what am I saying? Let me just play it. it the song is a bit of a meme. And even <laughs> there's an SNL skit with this song that's pretty funny. But here's the song. They were here first. What you say? Mm, that you only meant well. Well, cause you did. Mm, what you say? Mm, that it's all for the best. I only recognize that one part. Really? Do you know why? Because it's a meme. (laughs) It became a meme, yeah. Definitely became a meme because of the SNL skit, I think. But, yes. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that this honestly would have maybe been a great song to do on the so, the best songs you don't know the name of list because it's called hide. And yeah, Seek. it would have. Yeah, probably yeah. probably should have added that one. We might have to do a part two. So just saying. yeah, for sure. I that, think, yeah. that one was so fun. OK, well, there we go. That was my pick. It is uh, Imogen Heap nice. from Chronicles nice. of Narnia. All right. My next one. Mine comes from a classic movie. Okay. Um, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. And I'm sure you already, being the fan of SpongeBob you are, already know what song plays at the end. Honestly, I, I, this is sad. I genuinely don't. What? The, I know. Wait, what? I remember... The last song of the movie, but I don't know what the end credit song is, unless it's the same song. No, it is, because it, it, 
it goes into the end credits. It does? Yeah. Okay, well, play it for me then. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I do know it. No way. <laughs> this is at the end of SpongeBob? Yeah. Is that why it's a meme song? I don't know. You are kidding. I thought it was the Goofy Goober Rock Valley. No. <laughs> I genuinely is... did. You, you don't remember this? Nope. James Matthew. Kevin, no. I, am, I am telling you, I have no recollection of this playing at the end of the SpongeBob movie. I'm in disbelief. I am too. How do I not remember this? Literally, I've heard this song dozens of times. Never knew this played at the end of SpongeBob. Never would have guessed. How did you remember this song? This is the only reason why I know this song. It is? SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah. I would have never known this song if it wasn't for Spongebob. The only reason I know this song is because it was on a random meme playlist on Spotify. Oh, well, yeah. But the Spongebob movie came out in 2004. Wow. So the popularity of this song surely surged after that movie. Oh, definitely. I never would have guessed that this is at the end of Spongebob. How? Wow. Okay, uh, guess I need to watch the Spongebob movie again. Did you like the Spongebob movie? When it came out, I didn't remember liking it. Hmm. Yeah, which is weird. Even then, even then, I thought Spongebob was getting weird when the movie came out. I thought, this is just, I don't know, this this feels off to me. So, mm, I don't know why. I mean, mm. I'd have to watch it again. It's been a long time. It's, pre- it's it's pretty good. Is it? I like it. Okay, well, I'm going to have to watch it again. I remember liking aspects of it. I remember hating the grandma monster character. I remember being oh, totally thief. grossed out by it and hated it. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah, that felt Cartoon Network-y to me, and I hated that about it. Nice pick. I like it. Thank you. I, I learned something new, that's for sure. <laughs> wow. Well, I never thought I'd have to put SpongeBob the movie back on the watch list, but apparently I do. My third song follows one of the worst superhero movies ever made. This song, Heathens, by 21 Pilots, was made for the movie Suicide Squad. Did you ever see Suicide Squad? Yep. You did. What did you think of it? Uh, I was disappointed. I thought it was going to be better than it actually was, but I didn't think it was one of the worst movies ever or anything like that, but definitely disappointing. Yes. See, um, I personally was not of the conviction that this was one of the worst movies ever. Uh, definitely not one of the worst superhero movies ever. I think that the... Superman, Man of Steel, Green Lantern 
are far, far worse movies. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Superman versus Batman. That one's awful too. So th- this doesn't even come close to ranking as poorly as those movies do to me. Um, right. But this end credit song almost entirely redeemed the entire movie to me. I thought it was so good. And I didn't even know it was 21 Pilots when I was in the theaters listening to this. They made this specifically for Suicide Squad? Yes. I think it's just a great song, and the lyrics really match with the storyline of the movie. Here we go. All my friends are heathens, take it slow. Wait for them to ask you who you know. Please don't make any sudden moves. You don't know the half of the That's a good one. Didn't wait. Did they make another song for this movie, or was this the only one? They might have made another song. I don't know what it would have been. And what did they put this in one of their albums? Mm, no, I think this released. Or this was just like a single. Mm-hmm. I think this released okay. as a single. Uh, if anything else, it just released along with the movie soundtrack uh, for the film. I'm kind of surprised that they took this project on. They seem what, a, making a song for a movie? Uh, well, yeah, especially for Suicide Squad. It just doesn't seem like their cup of tea to me. It sound, I mean, it sound, it sounds like them. Yeah, it sounds extremely unique to them, which which works. It's just, yeah, they, they kind of seem to me almost like the Daft Punk of pop music. And the, alternative pop. Yeah, yeah, alternative pop for sure. Yeah. Thanks for the, the, the qualifying statement there. <laughs> Definitely not your average pop music. It just doesn't... It seems like they'd be kind of diva-ish and standoffish when it comes to mainstream anything. Right. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. And the fact that they did this, I thought, oh, that's interesting. I mean, well, it's also interesting that Daft Punk did the soundtrack for Tron, so I guess I shouldn't be, you know, too judgy. That's true. And nobody, nobody thinks about that album. Uh, which album? The Daft Punk Tron album. They never think about it as being a Daft Punk album, or they just never think yeah. about it? Well, both. Well, I think about it. <laughs> well, me too. <laughs> but it seems like it doesn't get a lot of recognition. It was widely praised when it came out, though. Like, everyone was listening to it when it came out. But it's not... Honestly, though, Daft Punk is kind of that way. Like, Daft Punk is kind of recognized as one of the best electronic bands out there. But it's not like there's a ton of people that listen to them in the mainstream. 
like currently. Right, and there's not a lot of competition either. Mm, uh, in the EDM space, yes, but it, I just I just feel like Daft Punk is so unique and has been in the space for so long that I just don't think anybody can touch them. Nobody can go toe to toe with them just because of their track record of albums. I mean, they're just they're they're just on another level. Yeah, their sound is just incredible. Like no one has the Daft Punk sound, or nobody wants to imitate it. <laughs> I mean, each album has such a unique sound to it, but it's all distinctly Daft Punk. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Because I was about to argue that Random Access Memories. It wasn't normal Daft Punk. Correct, yeah. But it still felt like Daft Punk. Yeah, I honestly was disappointed when the Random Access Memories album launched because i pre-ordered it pre-ordered it mm-hmm. i pre-ordered it i was a big Jeff punk man and i pre-ordered it i'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry uh here's my brain uh buckling again anyways i did not like it when it first came out and it i, I it just grew on me and mm-hmm. i grew to love it yep it's one of the best albums of all time in my opinion wow it's really good. It's really good. <laughs> okay. You won't go there. I don't but know. You really I don't good. know if I'd go there. I mean, I own it on vinyl and I really only try yeah. to buy the my favorite albums. Like the, if I love the entire album, I'll buy it on vinyl. And it, I do have it on mm-hmm. vinyl, which says something, but I just love Daft Punk, so. Yeah, I'm not claiming it's the best, but one of the best. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We might have to do an episode of best albums of all time. Yeah, I could probably do the same. Hey, new new <laughs> new episode. Woo. <laughs> yeah, we'll be putting that one out soon. Heck ye. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, that was my pick. Yeah, that that's a solid choice. I forgot that, that was the song at the uh, the end credits. <laughs> I forgot that was song of the year. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it sounded like you were about to say. <laughs> so moving on to my next pick, it comes from one of my favorite movies of all time mm. and um i i like the song just because not that i like the song itself but because it's because of its relation to the movie i think it kind of sums up the message of the movie very well uh and that's napoleon dynamite no way <laughs> <laughs> and the the song is the promise by win in rome Ooh, okay
think that was a perfect song to end the movie, just because the whole movie is basically about like friendship and tots. <laughs> yes, but most importantly, tots. Yes, you're right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just love the when you know that start that song starts playing, and then Deb and Napoleon start playing. Uh, tetherball together such a good scene uh, it is and the song to end it i just I, I i like it for that reason kevin you you will not believe what i picked up this week literally what? yesterday kevin what i picked up at the vinyl shop a limited the edition napoleon dynamite napoleon dynamite <laughs> soundtrack on vinyl I would. I never think to buy that movie's soundtrack on vinyl, and I would never have thought to put the soundtracks in credit, like the in credit song in this list. Mm-hmm. That is just amazing to me that this was on the <laughs> list. I literally bought the album yesterday. That's crazy! Wow, great pick. I. I couldn't agree more. Such a fantastic song and movie. And I never listened to the lyrics before. So you pointing out the lyrics makes it hit home even, even gooder. Mm -hmm. And, and even gooder. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the, the goodest thing (laughs) about this. (laughs) Uh huh. Yes, is if you remember the the first song that plays was a song by the White Stripes, and I can't remember exactly the name, but it's like I can tell that we are gonna be friends. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. You know, so it's it, 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 oh, just you know, happened to play that song yesterday too. Right? <laughs> yeah. So Good grief. it's. <laughs> It's, you know, it's it's a movie that's, you know, revolving around friendship. And I, I like how the first song starts with, like, the question, like, you know, I can tell that we're going to be friends. And then basically the last song is, like, promising, you know, the friendship, which, you know, I just think is cool. Casually looking up the White Stripes albums. Okay. I think it's in this one, maybe. Yeah, what's the name? What's the name of that song? We're going to be friends by the White Stripes. Fantastic song. Yeah, absolutely love that song. Totally didn't change out mm-hmm. the lyrics to uh, sing about a crush that I had uh, ever <laughs> in, my, in my life. No. Yeah, no, no. I never did that. No. Um, fantastic song. Gosh dang, I love it. Man. Yeah, it's good. Fantastic pick. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um... Let me look at my list. I had forgotten my list. Where is my list? Uh, uh, here it is. Uh, ooh, ooh, okay. Quite a change of pace, this one. Um, I'm just going to play it, and then we're going to talk about it. Sounds good.
song is so inseparable from the universe of Toy Story that I don't think that anyone could see Toy Story the same or have the same feelings about it without this song. It's iconic. The end credit song is almost as much of a pop culture phenomenon as the movie itself. Mm-hmm. You cannot have Toy Story without this song. I agree. And I think just the fact that that is so... Just, that's crazy to me. That an end credit song can be so good and so iconic that the thing that people are leaving the theater to is almost inseparable from the movie itself. A friendship will never die. You could ask anybody who's seen this movie just, hey, what's the song from Toy Story? And they'll know it. And not only will they know it, they'll know who sang it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's just crazy to me that Toy Story's You've Got a Friend in Me by Randy Newman is just that strong and resonates with so many people. Like, you just play this song and nostalgia will overwhelm almost anybody. Especially the people in our age group. That might be the most well-known end credit song ever. Which is why I had to put it on the list. I had to put it on the list. Now that's, although I don't know many in credit songs, I do know that one because of how memorable it is. You just and a great movie too. Exactly. You just one of the best Pixar movies. Oh, easily. It, that's that's just what struck me about this song is that you you almost can't have this movie without the song. And I thought for that reason it had to make the list. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so let's... I'll go to my list and see what else I have. Okay. Okay. I love horror movies. You know this. Yes, yes. And I'm thinking, well, out of all the horror movies I know, I know there's one song at the end of one of these that has to be amazing. And I found it. You did? Yep. It is from An American Werewolf in London. And I don't think you've seen the movie. I haven't. The ending song, it 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 sums up. It's it's basically the movie in a song, huh. if that makes sense. It's just the 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 tone of the song fits the movie because it's it's like a dark comedy. Okay. Kind of like a horror comedy. Like it's there there are funny elements to it, even though it's a guy you know, turning into a werewolf and 
killing people. Okay. It it has funny elements to the movie. And spoiler alert, what makes this song so good is that in the end, hold on, I'm going to save this <laughs> until you hear the song. A cover of Blue Moon, originally sung by Frank Sinatra, I believe, uh, covered by the Marcells. That does not... It's very... Go ahead, go ahead. It's very self-aware, you know, to the movie. Hmm. Blue Moon, you know, yeah. Spoilers. The last three minutes of the movie are very serious. Uh, The main character turns into a werewolf, Mm -hmm. uh, takes a couple people out, gets cornered by British police, Mm -hmm. and is basically... Taking taken out via firing squad. Oof. <laughs> with his girlfriend watching. Oh gosh. And the last shot is a three second shot of his dead body with bullet wounds, and then the screen cuts and this song plays. <laughs> I was just about to say, I don't see how this song would pair well with a horror movie comedy, but it sounds like this movie is just full of oddities anyway, so maybe it works perfectly. It does. It absolutely does, because it doesn't give you time to just think about what just happened, because it all happens so fast. And then you end off with this song, this happy cover and great cover of yeah, a great very song. Yeah, very Motown. Upbeat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that is so strange. It is. It's, it's over. If you don't watch the movie, just watch th- that last, that, that, that's that last scene. And then the way they cut to it, it almost seems like it's a mistake. Like the movie, <laughs> like it shouldn't be over right now. Like there, there was like a five suddenly... to ten minutes of the movie remaining. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and and it's not like there was no fade, you know, to black or anything. I mean, they cut no from from the dead body to a black screen with credits. <laughs> oh my! Gosh. And this song playing. Yeah, <laughs> that's what. Yeah, that is so strange. Yes, I don't know if I. But, I don't know if I'd finish that movie feeling cheated, or <laughs> what. It's it's so weird. It's it's the one of the weirdest ways I've seen a movie end. Yeah, that that has to take the cake. <laughs> but I love the song. Yeah, it's a great. I think this song. is a great cover. Yeah, 
So, yes. Wow. That is my fourth pick. <laughs> wow. I mean, great pick. I love the song. I just can't, I still can't even wrap my head around being in a movie theater. And that's the ending of the movie that I just watched. Yeah. On to your next pick. Okay. I'm going to, honestly, this is my last pick. The other songs that I had were okay. They just didn't, it was kind of grasping at straws, really, for the other picks. So I'm just not even going to include them. Uh, My last pick kind of breaks the rule that we set out in the beginning. Just a little bit. Um, But I'm going to make an exception. This is Discombobulate by Hans Zimmer. And it plays at the end of the first Sherlock Holmes. And the reason why I think that this song gets a pass is because essentially every other song in the movie is just a rework of this piece. So, okay, here we go. credit scene for this movie is so good Uh, it's a bunch of ink splotches that basically paint out the entire story but it just really fits and the music is so different like I haven't heard anything like this in any other movie but it all just is this kind of weird ragtag ensemble of instruments that just seem to work um Mm -hmm. I've I've never seen the movie, but what? <laughs> what? Kevin, you've never seen this movie? <laughs> no. Which means you haven't seen the second one either. Well, obviously. Kevin, how have I never shown you these? How have we never talked about these movies? I don't know. How in the I'm a failure. I'm a failure as a friend. How have we never... Is it good or something? <laughs> nah, it's mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't really like it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Kevin, it's one of my favorite movies. It's, It's so good. It doesn't have great critic reviews, but screw critics. They never... I don't care what they think anyway. They thought Last Jedi was what good. What did Roger Ebert <laughs> What did my boy Roger come up with? <laughs> no. Uh, do not care at all what what critics say at this, at this point. I mean, they thought Last Jedi was good. So, I mean, I rest my case. Um, well, I guess I have to watch it. We have to watch it together. Okay, now we, we've added two movies to our list now. 
Um, yeah. This yeah. has Jude Law, which apparently some people think I look like. Um, and it's got my boy, Robert Downey Jr. And Rachel McAdams, actually. Anyways. Hmm. Fantastic movie. And the whole the, the whole movie is just very... I, no, I wouldn't say offbeat. What would be the way to describe this movie? Man, it's it, it's hard to describe. I mean, I just feel like this movie... Undescribable? It just beats... <laughs> no, it's lame. It's undescribable. No, it's... This movie beats... It, it marches to the beat of its own drum. I'll put it that way. Like, it is very... It makes up its own rules. But it works. It it just works. And I applaud it immensely. And to me, the second movie is even better than the first. Uh, which which is hmm. difficult. Who, who, who directed Got my boy Guy Ritchie. Who I think okay. is the most underrated director of our generation. Personally. What else has he directed? He, well, aside from the, besides the Sherlock Holmes movies, he directed Man from Uncle, which is my f- personal favorite mm-hmm. spy film. Um, he also did Snatch, uh, which is okay. Um, I would, I, I don't really recommend it. Um, but it definitely set the stage for what he wanted to accomplish in Sherlock Holmes. Uh, he also did a movie called Arthur or something like that, like Arthur in the Nights of some. I I, don't, I honestly can't remember. I watched it and just didn't didn't like it at all. It's got Jude Law in it and a few other people. Can't recommend it. It's a bad movie. I think I watched that. Bad movie. Bad movie. Does it have like Cure Knightley as well? I don't know, but it's got Jude Law in it. He plays the evil king. Oh wait, no, I did not. Kira Knightley, are you but thinking of Pride and Prejudice? About. Maybe. I, no. <laughs> no. 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 Okay, I was no, about no, to no. say like uh, I don't think you can get more different. <laughs> King Arthur, period piece, romantic film. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah, I don't really pay attention. Yeah. I was either watching that or SpongeBob. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it all blends. All I know is Kira Knightley was in it. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness i'm a failure anyways if man you've got to watch this movie if you haven't i mean we're gonna watch it together but it was that the first okay. time you've listened to this song yeah what'd you think i liked it uh i think i'd like it more if i saw the movie with mm. it yeah kind of important it really is a, the yeah, theme I- of the entire movie this song nice my last one, I think, is one that we both appreciate because we, we've talked about this song before. Indeed, indeed. Is this the song <laughs> we're ending on? Yeah. All right. I think fantastic so. song to end on. I'm stoked. I and I think this might be my just personal favorite end credit song ever. So here it goes.
I don't think I expected that when True Grit ended. I certainly didn't. <laughs> the remake. I believe it was 2009. Mm-hmm. Great movie. And then the song to end it was just... It moved me. It was... Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the words even to describe that kind of voice, like rustic. Maybe. It just transports you not only back in time, but at least from what I'm looking at right now, it's almost exactly what you would conjure up in your mind when you think about this song. Like this little album cover that I'm looking at on YouTube, Mm -hmm. like that is what comes to mind to me. When when oh, I yeah. hear this song. Good him anyway, but man, her voice again, just so unique. The song just kind of washes over you as you listen to it. You just it you does. just take it in. And it all is due to her voice. Mm-hmm. It is. I can't think of a better song that we could have possibly ended on. I agree. I agree. Wow. That's probably my favorite. Talk about truly having no words. I have no words after that song. Agreed. Agreed. Wait. 